Welcome to the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. I'm your host, Mary Jolkowski. I'm an author, speaker, and all-around self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hey, self-lovers. Before we dive into today's podcast episode, I want to make sure you know about my two books on self-love. If you're struggling with body image or self-acceptance, then I highly recommend you check out my first book, The Gift of Self-Love. It's a comprehensive workbook to help you build confidence, recognize your worth, and learn to love who you are. You can get it wherever books are sold by searching for The Gift of Self-Love or go to my website, maryscupoftea.com book. Thousands of you have read and dove into The Gift of Self-Love. The reviews are just incredible. So many five-star reviews, and I'm so forever grateful that it has touched your lives in such a big way. After publishing The Gift of Self-Love and reading all your positive feedback, I noticed that many of you asked me for a tool that would help you build a daily practice of self-love into your life, which is why I decided to create a new self-love journal, 100 Days of Self-Love. It's got 100 journaling prompts that cover all areas of life, body, identity, purpose, relationships, emotions, and more. So you can think of this as a metaphorical multivitamin for self-love. You can get the journal wherever books are sold as well by searching for 100 Days of Self-Love or go to maryscupoftea.com slash journal. These two books, The Gift of Self-Love, The Workbook, and 100 Days of Self-Love, the journal, are complementary to one another, so the content does not overlap. It just depends on what you want or need at this point in your life. It's my mission to share all the self-love tools with you, so I hope that both my books and this podcast can help you do just that. Today's episode is going to be a rather short one because I'm feeling a little under the weather, but I didn't want to miss today's topic, which is about manifesting in a practical way. And when I say practical, I mean in a way that's not like tone deaf or not acknowledging my own privilege as a white woman living in the Western world with certain advantages and some disadvantages. But I think that a lot of my life that I'm so lucky to live has been mere chance. And then some of it has been hard work. And a piece of the puzzle is also this thing called manifesting. And I grew up with it a lot. Like My mom was very spiritual and she was always really big on like telling me that how much she believes in me and trying to help me achieve dreams that she at her time didn't have the courage to go after. So I'm really grateful for that. But then as I got older and into like college and academia, I started seeing the world a little bit differently and just recognizing that life really is easier for some people than others. I mean, I don't think life is easy for everyone, but there's objective circumstances that make manifesting easier for some people than others. And I don't want to like just glaze over that. And at the same time, I find that for me, manifesting in 
more recent times, at least the way I've been thinking about it the past couple of years, has been a little bit more practical and grounded. And even though this is, of course, like an esoteric woo-woo concept, I'm still quite interested in the idea that we're all so connected to each other and the universe and the stars and keeping in mind that our life trajectory can change at any second and how we feel about things and think about things can influence, if not shape, our reality or at the very least how we see the same reality as somebody else who might have a totally different experience in it. And I think it's both. I think life is what you make it. And I also think life makes a lot of people too. sometimes against our will and for marginalized people more so than than people in positions of power and with privilege and so i think this is one of those things that we kind of have to stop like fighting each other and we also have to stop using extreme language like i manifested everything i wanted and this is how i did it and sometimes be like and also I got hired for this job because the interviewer thought I was pretty. You know, like, I think there's something to be said for both. But instead of, like, fighting with each other or arguing or being like, who has it harder and who's more spiritually aware and what part of it's hard work and what part of it's luck, I think we can all just, like, take a breath and recognize that we're doing our best and do just, like, what feels good. And to me, what feels good is approaching manifesting in this three-step, of course, (laughs) there's many steps within the steps, but just how I see it sequentially is that first, you start planting seeds. And by planting seeds, I mean just thinking about something or journaling on something starting to research whatever it is that you want. If it's like your dream home, then maybe you're spending a little bit more time on Zillow or finding out how mortgages work and how to save money. Or if the dream is a romantic partner, then maybe you're just opening up your heart space, you're working on yourself, you go on the apps, you tell your friends that like, you know, I'm open to dating right now. So that's like phase one is where you're planting seeds. The reason why I'm talking about this right now is I'm actually in phase one of planting seeds for something that I've been pondering for a little bit, but haven't taken many physical steps towards yet is I think I'm going to soon start manifesting a career change. And this doesn't mean that I will ever stop the podcast. The podcast, I'm certain, will almost always stay a part of my work. But I think more and more so, I have to just admit and (laughs) admit to myself, admit to you that social media is just not where I see myself long term. And I'm 25 now, and I've been on social media for over a decade. I've been working on social media for like 80% of that decade. And all of my eggs have been in that basket for a pretty long time, not just financially, but with my self-worth and 
I'm getting married in just a few weeks. And as I think about having children and having my family and everything, can I capitalize on my motherhood and get all the mommy bloggers to start following me and sharing those hot takes in that regard? Yes. And would I help people and other moms? 100%. There's also so much to discuss about body image and motherhood. And am I going to do that? Yes, 100%. There will be parts of me left on social media still, but I think I want to slowly but surely move away from it or at least explore something else. And I told my partner that after we get through our wedding, it's something I'm going to be considering a little bit more seriously. So right now, I'm in the planting seeds aspect. I'm telling you all about it. I'm researching like what can I do with my degree and my expertise, but I haven't really done anything yet. So there's that. We're planting seeds. Step two, and this is how I feel like I've manifested so much of the opportunities that I've been so lucky to have been given, is reaching out. And this is such an underrated part, but I feel like we're all like one degree away from a totally different life, and that involves getting connected to the right person. So anytime you are wanting something in your life or you want to get better at something, think about who can you reach out to that could help. And reaching out could be like filling out an application. That's what I did for my TED Talk. Sending an email. That's what I did for my book. And when I say like I manifested those opportunities, it doesn't mean that I didn't do the work to like earn them. Like, of course, I built my platform and I started going to public speaking lessons for my TED Talk and I just started strengthening those skills of mine and writing every single day. And I actually had an ebook that I was actively selling. So then when I came to my publisher and said, hey, I've always wanted to like publish a book, I had something to show. I already had a book written. I already had people interested. So it's not that like work doesn't go into it, but so many people say things like, I want to write a book someday. How did you do it? And I'm like, well, first you write the book. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like first you have to write the book and then you reach out to publishers or maybe consider self-publishing because that is just such a cool and awesome way to get your message out there and actually make a lot more money than you would if you published traditionally. So there's so many routes out there, but so many people get stuck and like, I want this thing. I don't know how to do it or how to get there. So instead, I'm just going to do nothing. And as a result, they're not really planting seeds because they feel so so removed from the thing that they want. It's just kind of wishful thinking kind of dream out there. And so many people are not reaching out. They're not telling people about what it is that they're working on. Tell people, like go on social media, tell your friends and family, send emails, literally send 10 pitches, you know? And I'm not in this phase yet for when it comes to the career shift that I'll be manifesting soon. But like I said, once we get through the wedding, 
a big part of this year is going to be about like reaching out to companies and organizations, reaching out to a resume writer to try to (laughs) put my unique set of skills into a formal piece of paper. I'm going to reach out to applications on LinkedIn and Indeed. About three years ago, I started putting together a playlist with uplifting, inspiring, and empowering songs. I originally did this for myself because I love music of all different genres, and every time I would notice a song that just made me feel good, I would add it to my self-love playlist. And now there are over 300 songs on my Spotify self-love playlist. And these tracks are perfect for when you're getting ready, trying to hype yourself up, or going through a struggle and need a reminder for how badass you are. If you love music as much as I do, then go to maryscupoftea.com slash playlist to get the Spotify link. It will ask you for your email so that I can send you this self-love playlist. And full transparency, this will also put you on my email list where I send out a monthly newsletter about stuff I'm thinking about, personal things, things I don't really share on social media, and all the happenings in the Mary's Cup of Tea world. So go to maryscupoftea.com slash playlist and let's start jamming to my self-love playlist together. I think with manifesting, you're always just one step away, and usually that one step away involves a person. And that person can be a resource, that person can be a direct point of contact, that person can be an educator, that person can be somebody who just helps you see the dream, a therapist maybe, like somebody who can help you get there but you have to take the risk and reach out. So that's step two. So first you're planting seeds. Then when you're ready, you start reaching out. Remember that everybody is on their own timeline. There is no particular set way to do this. It's all just like when it feels right to you and when you're ready to challenge yourself a little bit and step outside of your comfort zone. And then step three, and this is often the hardest for, at least for me, is letting it go. My mom (laughs) drilled this into me about how when you're trying to attract certain things in your life, it's about having an energy to receive. So you're not going to attract what you want in your life if you're like too married to it, if you're too attached to it, because then you start getting this like very frantic energy. It starts feeling like agitating and and just not good, you know, and you subconsciously start pushing it away. This happens a lot with dating, right? Like when we're trying to attract a romantic partner or we're trying to make a, a friend for those of you who are trying to nurture and foster and create fulfilling adult friendships. Sometimes we get so caught up and like looking for that person that's going to be our friend or our partner or our next big career that we have an aura that doesn't necessarily make people want to be around us because we're a little bit too caught up in it. And so when it comes to the third phase of manifesting, we really do got to just 
put that intention out there and then let it go and trust that what is meant for you will find you. And if you get rejected, we talked about rejection in an earlier episode. Remember that if or when you get rejected, it's just a redirection. Rejection is redirection. So it doesn't mean that the universe is telling you no, or God is saying you can't have this, or somebody doesn't like you. It's just a redirection into the opportunity that the universe thinks you will be better off with, or God, whatever you believe in, or the person that has been looking for you and waiting for you just as much as you have been for them. So you have to learn how to like surrender and let it go. And again, I know this is like woo-woo out there, esoteric kind of stuff that I don't usually talk about. I don't necessarily feel like an expert you know, for me, it's just really important to have the credibility and the scientific backing to things before I talk about it. So manifesting is one of those things that's a little bit harder to prove, but there are studies that show that the law of attraction is basically just like a cognitive bias. It's essentially priming your brain to look for good things. So when you're in a very like negative space or you're stuck or you're feeling out of sorts or God forbid you're struggling with depression or anxiety or some other mental health condition, it can be that much harder to manifest because you're already in such a low place that you're looking for things that are going to make you feel worse, right? It's why we put on a sad Spotify playlist when we're feeling sad because our brains are like, I'm sad, I want to feel worse. (laughs) And it's because our brains just want to prove itself right. Brains just want to be right. We're egotistic. We're all cut up in our bullshit. It's very hard to break patterns. So that's why when you are looking to move yourself out of that space and you want to attract opportunities and abundance and good people and joy into your life, you have to line yourself up to the frequency of those positive states of being. And what happens is it's not like magic, you know, snap of a finger that everything starts flooding in, but it may feel that way because now when you're coming from a place of gratitude and possibility, you start actively looking for things to prove your brain right, that the world is a beautiful place, that there's so much to explore, that there are 8 billion people on this planet, so one of them has got to be your soulmate, that there is a job and a career path out there that can be fulfilling and can help you help people and make you money. You start looking for that in small ways and in big ways. In small ways, maybe you smile at a stranger on the street, and guess what? They're probably going to smile back at you. And even if they don't, your body just registers that you're smiling, so you instantly feel better. And then the next thing you know, you're scrolling through Indeed, and a job says that the starting salary is 40000 and you're like, nope, that's too low. And you're scrolling on by to the job that says the starting salary is double. And you decide to apply for that one instead because now you're attuned and aligned to the frequency of, I am worthy of abundance and making money. So all it is, 
is a cognitive bias. If you're a little bit more logical and sciencey like me, then perhaps that might help you see how law of attraction can work for you. And if you're spiritual and esoteric, also like me, I find that I I dabble in both, then maybe that third step of letting it go is just having and letting the universe do its thing and taking that leap of faith or that trust fall and seeing where you end up being really open to the opportunities and possibilities energetically and physically, cognitively. And that's how we can practically manifest things into our life without being tone deaf or, you know, quite delusional, I suppose, or trying to, I guess, skip steps and then get frustrated when we can't manifest things into our life. Because I I really believe that first planting seeds, then reaching out, and then letting it go is a way to move the needle forward. So I hope that this landed with you. I'm going to go drink some hot tea and rest because I really hope to get through this head cold that I have in time for my public speaking gig that I have. I'm speaking at a university in Ohio and I'm really, really excited. I'm like, I don't think I've been excited for a public speaking opportunity like this in a while ever since my TED talk. So I'm just like so grateful for this opportunity. And it's crazy because I literally feel like I manifested it after I stop doing retreats. I remember at one of my last retreats, one of my retreat sisters was like, so Mary, like what's next for you? What are you what are you working on this year? And I'm like, well, aside from the wedding stuff, I'm really giving myself time to be present with that. I'm really hoping that more public speaking opportunities find me. I shit you not, y'all, like not even a week later, like it, it must have been a couple of days later, I get home from that retreat in Costa Rica and I open my email inbox to this public speaking opportunity. It was just kind of wild. So anyway, I struggle to say that like I manifested it because, you know, I have a, a platform and I do public speaking for a living and I've built up to this. But at the same time, the immaculate timing just felt magical. And so I think there's something to be said about acknowledging the power of synchronicity, not brushing things off as a coincidence, staying open to both hard work and this spiritual woo stuff, and acknowledging the privileges that you have or certain advantages that there's no reason why you shouldn't take advantage of your advantages as long as you're not hurting other people and hopefully uplifting other people who don't have those advantages. There's no reason why we can't continue, you know, moving toward the trajectory of goodness and knowing that we are worthy of that. So, anywho, I love you all so much, and I'll talk to you next week. One last thing before we farewell, my self-lovers. If you've been enjoying the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review on Apple or rate the show on Spotify. 
You can do this by searching for the show, Mary's Cup of Tea. Scroll all the way down on Apple Podcasts and you'll see stars where you can click one of the stars and leave a few kind words. It just means so much to me because I'm so behind the scenes when I'm podcasting, so I don't really get to see the impact of the show unless you leave a review. And on Spotify, there's just a button that says rate the show and it'll let you put however many stars you want. Your feedback helps the podcast grow. And as someone whose love language is words of affirmation, your kind words mean the world to me. Thank you so much for supporting the show and helping me spread the gift of self-love. I love you all so much and I will talk to you in next week's episode.